0: And welcome to the first episode of the Tome of Daniel Blake. I'm Griff Garrison. This book is a, a book that belonged to a guy named Daniel Blake, and there's notes and entries of this Officer Mathers. I did find this book on Greg's List. Uh, it is a little tore apart. I was scrolling through uh, looking for weird, unusual artifacts and books and such, for you know, because there's a lot you can find on there for a pretty good price the book isn't really well put together so I thought it'd be a great idea to do a podcast recording all the notes and entries for it and uh, I think we should get started so I'm gonna read the first entry if I can't sleep I might as well write all this down I need to keep more detailed notes anyway This started a month or two ago when a man named Josh Pike contacted Bleakhaven Oddity Observation. He'd inherited a new property. Some dusty old house from an uncle or something. I'm not sure of the relation. From what I dug up, Murray, the original owner, was a goofy fellow. He seemed fairly innocuous in his late life. Not much to tell. Just an old man boarded up in that shack of his. Several decades ago, though, there was something strange. Now, I only found two articles mentioning Hugo Murray, the crazy old scientist. The man was convinced he was some sort of prophet speaking to angels. The two articles I found mentioned a machine of some sort. The first was his claims this machine would bring us into a new era to save us all from Lord knows what. The second was about the machine's destruction. The people didn't care too much for the machine, or its creator, and a mob crushed the man's life's work, his child. The last mention of his name was his obituary from about a year ago. It didn't mention his scientific endeavors or the machine at all. That part of his life faded into obscurity more than he did himself. Pike found a passage in the old man's basement. I still don't know why he called on us. He's obviously the superstitious sort, I suppose. And we are the only parapsychological organization in the state. Regardless, the pay was good. At least, it was supposed to be. Rainy and I drove the four hours from Bleakhaven to the speck of a town Milton. There was no shortage of complaining from her. But she brought enough to drink. I never partake. But it usually softens the edge for the both of us when she does. Eventually, we pulled into the long driveway and set eyes on the decrepit thing in the dwindling sunlight. It must have been built a hundred years ago. I don't even think it had plumbing. I pulled out my Kodak and tried to take a few pictures of the place before it got too dark. Saying the door was open would be an understatement. The door was on the floor rotten off its hinges. Mr. Pike? I called as we walked into the death trap we noticed some rustling from downstairs yes hello a voice called from downstairs i walked over to peek down hello mr pike i'm daniel blake from bleakhaven we spoke on the phone a few days ago my assistant and i are here to help with what you found a very dirty 30 something year old man started to ascend the stairs "'Ah, yes. Good to finally meet you,' he looked at Rainey and lingered. "'Good to meet both of you. Like I told you over the phone. I found the entrance to some old cave or cavern or something. I held up my Kodak. "'Do you mind?' he shook his head, and I snapped a picture of him in the staircase. "'Any idea of its use?' I asked. "'No, not yet.' could have been part of the Underground Railroad, but I think it was just for a more occult purpose. Well, we'd better take a look. I started to move towards the staircase. Mr. Blake! I see shock on the face of my assistant for a split second, then her fake smile spread across her rosy cheeks. The one she uses to get out of doing her job. It's late, don't you think? We've had a long drive... I think we should get a hotel. We can get a fresh start at it tomorrow? Pike and I looked at the woman for a moment before I spoke. I think we have more than enough time, to. She burned a hole through me with the look she gave. I turned to Pike. She's right. It was a long road from Bleakhaven. We should get some rest. We'll be back here first thing in the morning. But, Pike stammered. We need our energy, Mr. Pike. Of course, you're right. We will get some rest and see what's down there tomorrow. I nodded, and we left that hellhole. Did you see that thing? Rainey said as we got back into the car. No, I shook my head as the Oldsmobile kicked alive. What did you see? I'm not sure. Something down the stairs, a face or something, looking at us from behind the wall. It rushed back into the darkness when it noticed me looking. Was it human? Rainy glared at me as she took a quick shot from her flask. What else would it be? Pike thinks there's some connection to the occult down there. You would never know, I rolled my eyes at her. Well, it was human. There's nothing else it could have been, honey, she said condescendingly, and, might I add, incorrectly. I'll add the photograph when we get to the hotel. Maybe I caught something. She looked at me defiantly. I think we should skip town. We need the money. Besides, I patted my side. I've got my shotgun for any unexpected trouble. She scoffed at me. Yeah, yeah. I know how proud you are of that little thing. I glared at her. I forced her to stay. Maybe that was wrong of me considering what happened next. Sometimes I think we were better off chasing ghosts and ghouls that didn't even exist back in Bleakhaven. I've seen a lot of things with Tenzington, but nothing like this. Certainly not a stone's throw from my home. I convinced Rainey to stay because we needed the money. However, that's not why I stayed. I felt the darkness there. Something I was all too eager to shed light on. After we settled into a motel... I used the washroom to develop the photos. I was eager to see if what Rainey saw had been captured. When it was developed, I realized the answer was maybe. Pike was in the photo and the staircase, but it was dark down there, and I thought if I could make a shadow of something, in truth it would just make me more eager to go back. After a relentless night, we went back to the rat trap. Pike was gone. No sign of him aside from the tools in the basement and the crude hole in the wall. My flashlight only faded down the corridor. I looked at Rainy. Let's see what else there is to see. She glared at me as we looked into the cave. There isn't much to say about the beginning of our descent. It was dry and cold. The air didn't even feel still at all. I suppose that's the only odd part about it. As we got further through the cave, things became stranger. The walls gradually became more smooth and crafted, but with many openings in all directions. We also started hearing odd noises down the different paths and holes, scuttling and moaning kinds of noises. Rainy and I had already pulled our guns out in preparation for whatever was to even come through. We couldn't even tell if the sounds were normal cavern sounds or not and in an effort to not get lost in this labyrinth we decided to stay on the main largest path soon we came to a large room strange orbs dangled from the ceiling the room had a sort of altar decorated with human remains I looked at Rainy she was wearing the same expression of shock I was All right, it's time to go she said turning back towards the door not yet. We need to know what's going on with all this. Besides, Josh is down here somewhere, and we need to at least get the cash money. Her eyes pierced at me. Daniel. I glared back. You're more than welcome to go wait back in the car. What good is the money if we can't get out of here to spend it? We can at least go get someone else to help us. I sighed heavily. Fine. Let's go see if a town this size even has an officer. We turned back to the path. At first, I didn't see anything, just blackness as I moved my flashlight. We both froze as the light caught the greenish glint of eyes in the passageway. It took a step. It slowly dragged its other limb behind it, scraping across the stone ground. Another step. More scraping. Step, scrape, step, scrape. Each step uncovered more detail of this horror. It stood, at least eight feet tall. I'm not sure if its skin was flesh or scales or another material altogether. It was blackened and cracked like it was covered in burns. The bone was exposed on its fingers and they were elongated, like claws of some sort. Its body was smaller on top and thicker on the bottom, like a pyramid, and the leg it dragged was little more than a massive growth. As grotesque as it was, the most sickening part was how close to human it looked. Deformed and disfigured, yes, but behind all that, humanity was almost visible. The whole time we were looking at the thing, it kept scraping that horrible stump towards us. When it felt it was in range, it let out a horrible sound that echoed and shattered the odd silence of the cavern. Then it lifted its bony hand and took a strike. Luckily, it didn't have very good aim, and its arm crashed into the stone ground. Rainey and I got our breath back. I blasted two loads of buckshot out of my shotgun as Rainey took aim with her pistol. It was bleeding pretty badly, but it was relentless. It crawled towards us. I frantically tried to reload the shotgun as Rainey unloaded her gun on it. The thing lunged at me from all fours. I fell to the ground as it kneeled over me, baring its gnarled teeth. Luckily, two more loads of buckshot was all it took, and it was down. I took a moment to breathe after shoving its body off me. Whoa, she whispered as she took out her flask. That hobo really let himself go, eh? Look at this thing! You think it's a hobo? I said incredulously as I stood wiping the blood from my eyes. Well, sure. What do you think it is? I smiled at her. I have no idea. I looked down at the creature. Can you believe something like this is basically in our backyard? I can't believe something like this is anywhere. She took another drink. I bent down to inspect the creature. Nobody else will either. I pulled out my pocket knife. What on earth are you doing? Let's get out of here before his friends show up. Maybe it was one of a kind. I'm getting samples. With the knife, I cut off a few of the bone cloths at the end of the hand. I hope so, Daniel, and I have no intention of finding out. I pulled out a handkerchief to wrap the samples. Oh, come on, Rainy. We've been working on finding something like this for years now. We finally have something solid. Maybe a real paper will publish us now. Not just the Bleakhaven skeptic. You've been working on this for years. I've been getting a paycheck, now let's go. I stood up, putting away my samples as well as producing my Kodak. Fine, we can go after I get some photos. As I was taking pictures and hoping there was enough light for something to show up, Rainy broke my concentration. Did you hear that? I put away my camera and went towards Rainy and the path we came from straining my ears as I did so. I heard nothing. I cautiously peered my light down the passage. I could just barely make out movement. Some things were shifting towards us. I started to hear gurgling and the light scraping of stone. It looks like it's not alone. I whispered to her. I turned back. We need to go deeper and hold tight until the path is clear. Can't we just shoot our way out? I can't reload this thing that fast. "'I rushed over to the other side of the chamber to the other passageway. "'Come on,' Rainey closed her eyes tightly for a moment, then she followed with gritted teeth. "'The passageway further on was synthetic. "'The stone turned to crafted metal. "'The cave path became more of a hallway. "'Soon there were even lights installed. "'Dim red light emitted from strange panels on the ceiling of the hallway. "'The walls had lines carved into the sides.' We pushed forward, hearing the unearthly sounds behind us echoing and getting louder. Quick! In here! I pulled Rainey towards an open door. We dove into the room. It was large with shelves lining the walls with odd trinkets and strange books. Laboratory tables and desks were set up throughout. A small cage sat in the corner with an old man huddled inside. On the other side of the room sat Pike, in a middle chair hooked up with nodes and things. Beside him was an odd creature. How do I even describe it? It was almost like a gigantic centipede or a potato bug. It had armor plates running down its neck and back. It had huge blackened eyes and two insectoid-type arms near its mouth. As I noticed it scrambled to a nearby desk, it reached for some sort of gun with a slender claw. I didn't give it a chance and let out two shots. Fire engulfed the table! I must have hit some chemicals. The thing screeched in anger as it turned and scuttled towards me. I pulled down one of the shelves near me. It crashed to the floor. Rainy shot at it as she ran towards the men in the cage. Honestly, it was one of the more surprising things of this encounter, seeing her take action so quickly for the sake of someone else. She shot off the lock as I swung the butt of my gun at the creature's armored head. The flames expanded across the different laboratory stations. Rainy pulled the men out and started heading for Pike. I cracked the creature across a plate between the eyes. I loaded the gun again and let out the shot before it could do anything else. Point blank, the thing's top section was eviscerated. I ran to Pike and Rainey as the flames expanded and smoke filled the room. We tore the nodes off of Pike and pulled the man away from the cage. They were in shock but followed us. I think it's time we leave. Rainey said, pulling Pike towards the door. I glanced down at the non-fiery desks and noticed some notes. One paper had text in an odd language next to an English translation. Being a man of science, I grabbed it and stuffed it deep in my coat pocket. Daniel! I pulled my camera once again, taking crude pictures as I ran towards the door. I'm coming! I don't suppose you have any idea of how to get out, do you? The way we came, you boob. Well... I hope that path has less monsters than before. She reached the door and stopped, eyes wide. It doesn't. When I caught up to her, I saw creatures of all shapes, sizes, and deformities. Some were covered in hair or maybe feathers. Others were wrinkled or smooth. However, they all had the same lust for blood in their almost human eyes. They were all scuttling and scraping their way towards us. So we ran deeper into the hallway. Fortunately, the monsters became preoccupied with the smoke. Maybe they were just concerned about the little dead creature. Maybe the smoke deterred them from pursuing. I'm just happy they didn't pursue us with the same fervor after that. The place was a labyrinth. Eventually, we were able to find a way out into Milton's sewer system. From there, we were able to climb to the surface. After checking my pocket watch, I saw we must have been in there for the better part of the day. The sun was just starting to set. We tried talking to Pike and the old man, but it was no use. They just started rambling. I can't even remember a single thing they said, if they even said anything at all. In our shock, we decided to find the police station for help. Honestly, we almost would have been better off with those creatures under the town. In retrospect, I should have washed the blood off myself at the very least. Fortunately, Rainy had the sense to abandon her alcohol. We were taken in to be interrogated. The puffed-up Chief McGillicuddy sat across from us, looking over his notes. So let me get this straight. You people were hired by Pike to explore these caves under his house? Yes, I said with exacerbation. Why would he be hiring a couple of nuts like you to look into a cave? Don't they have professional cave explorers or something? Splunkers. yes. I'm not sure why he hired us, aside from the fact his grandfather was connected to the occult to some extent. Uh Uh-huh. To be honest, you're in quite a tight spot here, lad. Your fancy words won't do much to help you. Rainy sits up and plasters on her smile. Look, Officer Chief. Yes, Chief McGillicuddy. We are in a very niche profession. My boss here doesn't do well to talk to everyday workers such as yourself. All right, you two, let's just move on. Now about these squatters you find in the basement, I piped up. They weren't squatters. They weren't even human. I presume they were some sort of alien or cave-dwelling creature. Rainey shot her daggers at me again. Daniel here is just trying to say that they were in a bad way, being locked up down there. He's right. They weren't squatters. They were prisoners. McGillicuddy's eyes widened. Pike was keeping prisoners down there. Yes, exactly, Rainey exclaimed. I eyed her. We don't know that. We don't know what was happening with any of this other than we have found that old man and Pike down there. McGillicuddy latched onto the idea of Pike being the monster here. However, he was released without McGillicuddy's knowledge. What's worse is he was also given our confiscated items, namely our samples, and my Kodak, including the film. Those buffoons just gave it to him. McGillicuddy took us back to our car at Pike's place. When we got there, though, it was collapsing in fire. I doubt it was the fire I lit deep in the caves. At this point, I believe it was Pike hiding evidence and burying it. Soon, we parted ways with the good chief. He let us go, but I gave him our business card in case there were anything else he needed us for. So we thought that was that. Rainy made me give her money for a new flask, and we drove back to Bleakhaven. At the time, I truly thought it was over, even though I hoped it wasn't. I wanted to talk to Pike. I wanted to figure out what those things deep in the cave were. What that little creature was doing with his little experiments. Maybe if I had left well enough alone, things would be different. I don't know if I believe that, though. The world doesn't seem the same after this. It seems that oddities are starting to become more prominent. Although, perhaps our blinders are just starting to widen. Whatever the case, my hopes came true. It wasn't over. It was just starting. There's more, but I think this is a great place to stop. He mentioned the Bleakhaven skeptic. I wonder if it's the same as it was back then as it is now. But I mean, this is a gold mine. This is a gold mine for all of the weird stuff that's going on in Bleak Haven. And uh, I can't wait to continue reading more. Personally, I'd like to know what your guys' thoughts are. So leave a comment. Join us again next time as we uncover the secrets of the Tome of Denny.